This is the beginning of a new day. You have been given this day to use as you will. You can waste it or use it for good. What you do today is important because you are exchanging a day of your life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever, and its place is something that you have left behind. Let it be something good. The opener of today's episode was written by an unknown author, but I hope it speaks to you just as much as it speaks to me. You're listening to Work and Play with Nancy Ray, episode 50. Much of our daily lives can be divided into two categories, work and play. Simply put, that is where our life and our legacy take place. This is a podcast all about learning to work and play well, which leads to a healthy soul and a fulfilling life. Listen in. Oftentimes, I find myself looking back, thinking about things, mulling over things that have happened, relationships in my life that are a little bit off, and what went wrong. How could I have done something differently, something better? Most of the time, if I'm honest, I'm looking forward. I'm making a plan. I'm dreaming about the next thing with my kids or my husband or a project to tackle in my home or a work idea or a podcast episode I want to share or a book I want to read. But what I'm reminded of again and again is that all I have is today. All we really have is what's right in front of us, the present. And one of the best practices, the best gifts that I can give myself is to stop and look at today, to connect today with the Lord in a really real way, to make a plan for today, not next month, not the summer, not my five-year plan, just to make a plan for today. So this episode is just for today. The day that I'm recording this episode, I find myself pretty overwhelmed, honestly. I never want you to get the impression that I don't struggle or that I have it all together or that I don't wrestle with some things in life because I do. Life can be overwhelming, especially when you expect things to go one way and they end up going a complete different direction. It tests you. It stretches you. I kid you not. The other week, I looked at Will across the island in our kitchen and I put my hands down and I said, babe, I think I'm losing my mind. Listen, I know I don't like to talk about the sickness that we've constantly had this winter in our family for a lot of reasons. Number one, you don't want to hear about all of our crud. Number two, at the time of this recording, the coronavirus is a very real thing and it's scary and I feel like a series of colds and strep throat and flu doesn't compare to the seriousness of that. Number three, on that same note, there are much more serious illnesses that people and moms my age face. And I get the fact that some mamas would give anything to be in our shoes, anything to deal with this kind of sickness, this series of sickness that we've been facing, as opposed to their much more serious life-threatening illnesses they're facing in their family. So I I get all of that. I get it. And I promise I'm not going to stay here and talk about our sicknesses and our winter and the thing that we've been dealing with time and time again very long. But I want you to hang with me as I work through this because I promise there's a point. And I'm just going to say, if you're a mama who has been through a season like mine where you're just chronically sick for months on end, you get it. You get that after a while, the tears just come when any symptom of sickness 
pops up in your family again. You get that you're trying everything in your power and that some things are just beyond your control. You get that feeling of overwhelm and loneliness and slight depression because no one wants to come near your house and help you because they're afraid they're going to get sick too. You feel that. You expect for your day or your week to go one way and you expect to get the life back and start working out again and get outside and it goes a completely different direction again. This doesn't just apply to sickness. This is just where I'm at. It applies to any time our expectations aren't met. It's disappointing. It leaves you feeling mad and sad and it's hard. So why am I starting out this podcast on this kind of depressing note? (laughs) Because that's where I am today. And today is all I have. And I'm reminding myself to stop and just look at today. That's it. That's all I have. That is all you have today. And today is a gift. It's a beautiful gift. This morning, I woke up before all my kids. I'm feeling real good these days when I do that. I don't do it all the time like I want to, especially this season of sickness. Sleep has become a major priority. But this morning, I did. I had coffee Before any of them woke up, I had time planning this brand new month, the month of March. It feels like hope. It feels like spring. March is when it starts to get warm. So I'm feeling good. It's like the horizon of no sickness. I felt ready. I felt together. I felt ahead of the game. And my cold from last week, you might still be able to hear it in my voice a little bit, is finally subsided. And I get a good night's sleep. Honestly, this morning was glorious. And then my precious two-year-old woke up with that all-too-familiar, croupy, barky cough, and my heart sank. She was fine going to sleep. And I found myself not out of this season of sickness yet, because on the heels of my cold came another sickness. And I look down at the path of today, and I feel teary saying this and thinking about it because of how it's worn on me mentally and physically and emotionally this winter. But I knew I just had to stop. I had to stop focusing on all the months that have led up to today that made this cough that my daughter has feel so much bigger than it actually was because it's built on so much sickness. I had to stop focusing on what it represents for this week. Preschool changing plans and canceling Things and childcare canceling and all the canceling, 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 all the canceling, changing all the plans. I had to just stop. I had to breathe. And I just had to say, let's take it a day at a time. Let's just look at today. Because in reality, today is all we have. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you have faced in the days, months, years leading up to today. I am not at all trying to discount or belittle the paths that we have taken to get to where we are. But I am here to remind you that today is today. It's not yesterday. It's not last week. It's not last month. Today is today. It is full of God's brand new mercies that never run out on you. I don't know what you're looking at on the pages of your calendar. I don't know what you're facing these coming weeks and months that I'm sure are full or are about to be full. I don't know the things in the future that are weighing on your heart, but I'm here to remind you, tomorrow is not today either. It's not here yet. Today is today, and it's a gift. You better believe that I'm going to be telling myself this 
all day long. There's a reason Jesus said, can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Today, you have 24 hours, just like every other day, no more, no less. And you won't change that by looking back or looking forward. You have everything you need for today. One thing I've been thinking on, honestly, for a few years now, is this sense of lack that we wake up with every day, that I wake up with every day. It's This has been a theme for me, this scarcity mentality that God has been teaching me and correcting in me literally for years now. And it's a big reason why He put the contentment challenge on my heart years ago. We wake up with this sense of lack in our life. I think it's perfectly summed up in this quote by Lynn Twist in the book, The Soul of Money. For me and for many of us, our first waking thought of the day is, I didn't get enough sleep. The next one is, I don't have enough time. Whether true or not, that thought of not enough occurs to us automatically before we even think to question or examine it. We spend most of the hours and the days of our lives hearing explaining, complaining, or worrying about what we don't have enough of. Before we even sit up in bed, before our feet touch the floor, we're already inadequate, already behind, already losing, already lacking something. And by the time we go to bed at night, our minds are racing with a litany of what we didn't get or didn't get done that day. We go to sleep burdened by those thoughts and wake up to that reverie of lack. This internal condition of scarcity, this mindset of scarcity lives at the very heart of our jealousies, our greed, our prejudice, and our arguments with life. Again, that's by Lynn Twist in the book, The Soul of Money. And every time I read that, I get chills because it just feels true. Can I tell you something? No matter what you woke up thinking or believing, You have everything you need today. I have everything I need today. Not just for you or me, but for our families. Your family has everything your family needs today. And not just for you and your family, but you have everything you need to do what God wants you to do. To carry out His assignment for you. It was Buck Jacobs who said, I will always have all I need to do all God wants. And that is true for you today, too. I've been saying this to myself over and over today, and I've also been adding the word today to that quote. So it goes like this, I will always have all I need to do all God wants today. Now, there are three things that I do and I've been doing when I feel my mind wandering to the past and the future, and I start to feel that overwhelm. There are three things I do to just recenter myself back on the day that I'm in. Number one, I look for the good. I try to fight that scarcity mentality. If I get a chance to write it down in black and white on a piece of paper or in a journal, I will. I actively drown out that voice of lack in my head with the good stuff. You know what, Lyndon is going to bounce back from this cough because she always does. That is something to be thankful for. We have healthy food in our fridge. My mom is in town helping. Hallelujah for that. I am not still sick. I am on the end of my cold. I'm, my energy is coming back. The sun is shining. I like the color of my nail polish today. I have gas in my car. I look for the good. I make a list 
of the abundant things in my life, big and small. Number two, I get out my planner and I just look at my day as a whole. I just wrap my head around the actual activities and things that I have to do today. And I ask myself, is there anything that needs to change? Is there anything important that I need to add that I've left out or anything unnecessary that I need to cut? And then I pause and I invite the Lord to speak to me and I invite him into the daily activities, the mundane stuff. I just say, Lord, come into this, speak to me and guide me through today. And that kind of moves us into the third thing that I do to recenter myself on today is I meaningfully, authentically connect with the Lord. In some way or another, I connect with Him. Even if it's for 15 seconds, I pour out my heart, I invite Him in, especially early in the day, because guess who knows how my afternoon is going to go? He does. So, of course, I want to stay connected with Him morning, noon, and night. He knows how my day is going to go before it even happens. Also, if nothing on my list gets accomplished and everything goes wrong and all my expectations are disappointed, guess what? It's still a good day in the kingdom if I've done that day with Jesus instead of doing it without Him. That's something that I need to tell myself again and again because a lot of times I'll come to Will at the end of the day and he'll say, how was your day? And if I didn't get all the things done that I wanted to do, I say it wasn't a good day. Isaac was hard, it was frustrating, it was bad. But the truth is, it's a gift and it's a good day if we did it with Jesus, if we invited Him in, if we connected with Him. So whether you are coming out of a season full of challenges, whether you are in the most fruitful, beautiful season of your life, today is a gift. Today is all that you have. And my prayer is that you would lean in today. My prayer is that I would lean in to today, appreciating it for the gift that it is. Today for the Work and Play Corner Store, I'm bringing back a book that I've already recommended once back in episode 40, The Practice of the Presence of God. It's the tiniest book ever. I think you can get it for $6 or so on Amazon, and it's written by a monk named Brother Lawrence, but I guarantee you it will change your life and certainly how you are living your days. I also want to add the Best Today Guide by my friend Shantae Grant. She just released this brand new product, and it's awesome. She sent one to me, and I am thrilled about it because She recognized this need that there are so many planners that plan out your year, plan out your life, and plan out your months, but what about today? What about just making today good and full of the things that you want it to be full of and connecting with the Lord? It's just, it's a great product. If you're interested in it, you can go to shantaygrant.com and I will leave a link for the Best Today Guide in the show notes as well. But I can't wait to use it. I haven't used it yet. It literally just arrived on my doorstep, but I have flipped through it and looked at it. And I can just tell you I'm already excited and I'm already a fan. Thank you so much for listening to episode 50 of Work and Play with Nancy Ray. Everything I've mentioned today can be found in the show notes at nancyray.com slash podcast slash 50. And you can find me at nancyray.com or follow me at nancyray on Instagram or Facebook almost daily. I'm going to close with words from William Arthur Ward. 
Today is a most unusual day because we've never lived it before. We will never live it again. It is the only day that we have. Thanks for listening, friend, and I'll catch you next time.